0: I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you can hear the truth. Yeah. Hey everyone and welcome to the Truth For Youth Podcast. I am your host, Micah Murphy. Well, this is episode two. If you have not checked out episode one, be sure to go check out episode one so that you kind of get the intro. If you're new to this podcast or new to the channel, be sure you check that out so you kind of have some information. So today I want to talk about the topic of worry, anxiety, with all the coronavirus stuff going on and all the worrying that's taking place right now. I want to do a message on worrying less, trust God more, praise God more. Uh, So I have a passage for us, and the passage is actually in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And this is what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God our needs and don't forget to thank Him for our answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. Again, that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. That was the, the, uh, the living, transla- uh, the tra- uh, what was that? The TLB, the living Bible. Sorry about that. So that was Philippians 4, chapter 6 and 7 in the living Bible. All right, so I got some stats for you. Did you know anxiety disorders are the most common illness in the United States? According to Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 18% of the U.S. population is affected by it. A scientific study has found that 40% of our worries never happen. Guys, did you get that? 40%. 40% of what we worry about never, ever happens. 30% of our worries concern something in the past. Think about that. It's in the past that we're thinking about. We Can't change the past. 12% of our worries are about our health. 10% of our worries are insignificant or petty concerns. And 8% of our worries are really legit concerns. So 8% of all that we are really worrying about, only 8% are legit concerns. The majority of what we worry with is really out of our control or something that we shouldn't be worrying about. Now, again, I know it's easier said than done, right? You know, oh, don't worry and, you know, you just stop worrying. That, that's just not who we are. I mean, as human beings, I think it's a little natural for us to worry. I think we we're just concerned about things. But the thing is, worrying can't change the past. And I think we forget that. Or at least I, I forget that at times. I'll worry about something. I'm like, hmm, that wasn't the past. Or that's something that's already happened. Or by me worrying, can I really change the outcome? And majority of the time, no, no, not at all. Now, yes, there are some times where I can take some action to hopefully prevent something uh, that may cause worry or anxiety. But no, the majority of the stuff that I find myself thinking about as far as building anxiety or worry, I, I really, I can't change it. So why am I worrying about it? I think it's just because it's that, It's that natural instinct of of just a little bit of worry. And if you think about it, worrying saps our energy. It, It drains us. Think about when you worry, like how much energy, how much of that mind uh, it of your mind? Is it taking? Is it consuming? It consumes your thoughts. You know, it just makes you tired when you think about all, all the, the worry or the stress or what might possibly happen. It's so physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually draining, guys. But again, it's just kind of natural for us to, to worry at times. But God tells us, that we just read that scripture passage, don't worry. And he commands us to don't worry, to not worry. And that's a tough one, right? I, I get it. Jesus also says in Matthew chapter 6, 34, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Why? <laughs> it says tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen to that, right? Like, yes, every day there's there's enough for us to deal with. Why worry about the future? Now, again, I do want to make the distinction between not thinking and preparing and planning for the future. I definitely believe that we are called to do that and we should do that. But it's talking about worrying about something that may happen tomorrow. Again, worrying about the things that we don't have control over. Worrying about the things that we cannot Change, guys. We're told not to do that. Don't do it. And students, I know. Teenagers, I know. Young people, I know that you worry. You worry about so many things. You worry, does he or she like me? You worry, who am I going to marry? You worry, where am I going to go to college? Am I going to get into this college? Are you Are you worrying? Am I going to make this team? Are you going to worry about? you know, what job or career or where you're going to live one day and will you have enough money and all the different things that consume your mind, it's easy to worry about. Again, social media makes this so much more of an issue because we're constantly being shown everybody's best, right? Everybody's got this great life if we look at social media And so it's easy for us to worry. What if my life doesn't look like that? Because it doesn't look like that now. So who's to say it's going to look like that in the future? And we begin to worry and worry and worry. But again, Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You know, I remember when I was in middle school, I think was the first time that I really started to worry, to really start feeling what stress was like. I would stress out about making good grades or passing tests or all of a sudden now I was in a school full of students that I didn't really know. And so it's like, you know, do they like me? Am I becoming popular or those girls that I kind of had crushes on? It's like, what if they don't like me? And, you know, you just find yourself worrying a little bit more. I mean, I didn't I really don't remember worrying about anything when I was in elementary school. I really the first time I remember worrying and stressing was when I was in middle school. And of course, when you get to high school, it's kind of a whole new new game, right? Because then it's more friends or more pressure to make the team or to be a starter on the team or to excel in gr- with your grades because now you're thinking about, oh, the pressures of, of having a good grade point average or I've got to do all this so I can get accepted into this college or that college or whatever, right? So it's easy to get stressed out about that and to worry about that. And again, when you get to high school, even more worrying about, does he or she like me, right? Like we, we dream up this perfect relationship or of, you know, having this perfect boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, oh, we're going to get married one day and I want this perfect life. And then we begin to worry and stress, is it ever going to happen or will it ever happen? And I remember, hey, I, I remember it clearly when I was in high school, worrying about, the certain girls, and and of course, I probably didn't like some of the girls that I should have. Uh, I don't know if I should have liked maybe certain girls, but there were some girls that I definitely shouldn't have been liking that I did like, right? And worrying, you know, about oh well, am I ever going to find that perfect someone? And you know, you just get caught up in that, and it's easy to get caught up in that. And honestly, looking back now, of course knowing what I know now, if I would have known that then, I could have removed so much stress. I could have removed so much worry, and my life could have been so much happier living in the moment had I not consumed so much time and energy worrying, right? And I even remember, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, one of the biggest worries that I can remember. Yeah, I worried about Oh, am I going to find the perfect girl? Is she going to be pretty, or is she going to be a Christian, or you know, whatever? And worrying about a job, career, but honestly, one of the biggest worries that I had in life that really, really drained me—I mean, just tore me up—was and concerned, or was about our family farm. So I grew up in Alabama. I grew up in Coleman, Alabama. We had a farm that was about 30 miles away in in Blount County. My grandparents lived on it. It was a large cattle farm. They lived on it and worked it. Well, when I got to high school, my grandparents uh, were getting older and couldn't really work it as well. My dad, he spent every waking hour pretty much either working or working on the farm and a lot of his time working on the farm. So I grew up working on the farm all All my childhood, you know, every Saturday I was working on the farm. Every summer I was working on the farm. It was hard work. For those of you that have worked on a farm, it is hard, stinking work and it never ends. Like the work never ends. There's always something that needs to be done and there's always something that goes wrong. All right, well, well, long story short, I didn't want to be a farmer. Right. Like I knew I worked enough that I said, you know what? This is not the life for me. I want to go get an education. I want to do something else with my life. I don't want to be a farmer. But I had this pressure in my mind anyways that, well, gosh, my my granddad built all this. You know, he's he's grown this from nothing. He acquired all this land. And at one point, I think we had about a thousand acres altogether. If you included my, my parents land with my grandparents land. And I began to just feel all this pressure like, okay, I'm the only boy in in the lineage as far as it was my granddad, then it was my dad. My dad was an uh, he had a sister, but she passed away, didn't have any biological children of her own. So that all went to my it was gonna go to my dad. And then, you know, I have a sister, but again, she she didn't really do anything with the farm. It was it was all mine, basically, right? So I knew that it was coming to me and I felt this pressure like am I going to be the trader one day? Like when I inherited the farm, do I sell it? Am I a trader? Do I I throw away all the hard work that my granddad and my dad have done over the years, building this thing up and working it and, you know, making it what it was? Because I was like, I don't really want to do that. Anyways, I just, I would think about it all the stinking time, like when I was in high school and in college, because at that point, my granddad would, had gotten older. My dad was doing a lot of the work. He was stressed out. Honestly, I stayed nearby my freshman year in college so I could stay close to my dad and help my dad work the farm. I really wanted to go off to to college. I really wanted to go to Alabama. Honestly, my fir- my freshman year because I was a big Alabama fan. But eventually, I my sister went to Auburn. And I became not not really an Auburn fan initially, but I got to the point where I wanted to go to Auburn because I just liked the friendliness, the campus, the atmosphere. I just wanted to go to Auburn, but I didn't go my freshman year. I stayed around, um, played soccer at a junior college, but I really didn't stay to play soccer. I stayed to help my dad. I felt sorry for my dad working that farm. He, he couldn't do it by himself, and he really needed me, and so I've had this burden of this farm, and I'm like, dang it. I don't like the farm. I mean, I liked you know, the aspects of, you know, go ride four wheelers and fish, but to me, I always had to work the farm. So I didn't like the farm from that standpoint. And again, the burden of just thinking about it all the time. Guys, it was so bad, literally, I would cry myself to sleep. I can't tell you how many nights I would just laid there and I cried and I cried and I cried thinking about the day. What happens when the day comes when when it, it's my decision, like I've got to do something. And, and I hated, I hated, it. I didn't want to make that decision. I I didn't want it to happen. When I was in college, my granddad passed away. And again, so even more of that pressure I felt like was on me because then I knew my grandmother was getting up in age. and I knew, you know, it was probably just a matter of time before she passed away. And then, you know, what was my dad going to do? And anyways, guys, I, looking back now, I, it saddens me to think how much time, how much energy I spent just worrying, just worrying and crying and crying about the stress. Well, guys, what eventually went up happening? My my dad ended up dying uh very suddenly um about 11 years ago and he actually died before my grandmother, so really kind of screwed up the whole situation of how the land was supposed to be passed on or whatever. So anyways, it got thrown to me at a lot earlier age. And then my my granddad, excuse me, my grandmother passed away shortly after my my dad. And then the way the will was written and everything, I mean, it was turned over to me, my sister, uh, like, bam, a lot earlier than I ever anticipated. I thought, you know, I would be probably an old an old man before I got the land because I thought my dad would live forever, you know. But anyways, we we got thrown into that situation pretty quick and it was like, Oh my gosh, here the time has finally come that I worried about for so long. And honestly, it, it all worked out. It, it, it panned out. You know, my sister went up selling off, you know, her portion. I went up keeping my portion. So I still have the farm. I'm not there working yet. I mean, I've made arrangements. So I have someone that, that rented the farmhouse. I have someone else that rents the pastures. And is it ideal? No. I mean, because the farm doesn't look as nearly as good as it did when my granddad and my dad had it. Had it. Uh, but guess what? I It's still in my name. You know, it's still part of my family, my heritage is still the Murphy farm. My my three young sons, they still get to go and enjoy it and, and have fun on it. And it's still there, you know, like we're managing and it just worked out. God is in control. God works everything out. Our situations, our worries are so much bigger than us, right? Like God knows. <laughs> and I I, I again, I go back to being sad to think about how much time and energy and emotion, I mean, it was emotionally draining how much time I spent crying myself to sleep at night thinking about that day. And that day has come and gone, you know, like it happened and it wasn't nearly what I'd built it up to be, right? Like it just worked out. Um, I, I wish I would have listened to these verses, right? Where Jesus was saying, hey, don't worry. You know, don't worry about anything, he says. Pray about everything and tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. I needed God's peace and I didn't, I guess I just didn't trust God's what it came down to right like i didn't trust that he he was hearing my prayers i didn't trust that he was going to make everything work out i just felt like all the weight of the world was on my shoulders teenagers young people it's not god is in control god loves you he's going to work everything out with the coronavirus right there's a lot of worry what's going to happen and i get it a lot of bad things are happening right now and a lot of bad things are probably going to continue to happen i know Businesses are having to shut down. People are losing their jobs, and and it's going to probably get uglier before it ever gets better. But we are told not to worry. Don't worry. Pray and leave it up to God. All right? Again, I you know went went pretty in depth into that story, but I, I worried a lot about who I was going to marry. You know, and it was kind of fun in high school. Didn't really think too much about it. But when you get to college and you start thinking, okay. <laughs> the picking is prime here, right? Like I was just kind of running the numbers statistically. If I ever find um, my wife, it's probably going to be here. If I don't find my wife here, my numbers go down as far as single, you know, cute girls or whatever, however you want to want to look at it. And here I was a senior and I didn't have like a serious girlfriend. I mean, I had some girls that I dated and you know, some I had I had a few girlfriends, but they didn't really pan out, and I began to worry a little bit. Like God, okay, it's getting close to graduation, and you know who who's this girl that I'm going to marry? I, I hope she's here. And ultimately, it did; it worked out. You know, when I'm meeting Lois Ann when I got into cheerleading, and and you know, God provided. And honestly, it cat to the point where when I finally stopped chasing and, and really searching on my own, so hard to find my soulmate, when I just focused on God and just thanked him for who he was and concentrated on me and my walk with the Lord and focusing on being the right kind of bait, if you will, instead of constantly fishing and kind of worrying about that, I, I turned onto myself and said, well, who do I need to be? to attract the right type of girl. And when I did that, that's when God brought Lois Ann into my life. And again, had I known all these things, you know, all these things that consume so much time and my energy of worrying, I could have saved myself a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of draining nights, you know, laying in bed thinking about these things. If I would just trusted God more, and I really think it comes back to trusting God, So I want us to go over a few things as we're kind of wrapping this up. All right, so number one, the first thing that we need to do so that we can worry less is pray and ask God to give you the right faith, the wisdom, and the strength to not worry. Okay, so this is like the proactive approach, right? Like, let's do some things that help us before we get into that situation. So pray and ask God gives you the faith again have faith in God that he's in control, he's sovereign, the wisdom and the strength to resist the worrying. All right, the second thing that we need to do is recognize when we are doing it. I think we we've gotten to the point where we stress and we worry so much that we do it subconsciously and it's like we don't even re- we don't even realize that we're doing it. So that that's the really that's kind of almost step 1. The other one is kind of a proactive approach, but once we begin worrying, the first step, recognize that you're doing it. Recognize that you're, you're worrying and then stop, All right? Stop doing it. All right, so the next step, tr- teach yourself to not worry. Now, that sounds kind of weird, right? But it takes intentionality, right? You have to be intentional, with this approach. So you have to go in saying, I'm not going to worry before the the situation arises, or maybe the situation arises. But it's kind of one of those weird things, because when you think about it, if you were to think, I'm not going to worry, chances are you're going to worry. Just like if I tell you right now, do not think about the pink elephant. Don't think about it. Stop. Stop thinking about the pink elephant. (laughs) What are you doing right now? You're probably thinking about the pink elephant or thinking, okay, I don't want to think about the pink elephant that I'm thinking about, right? It's weird how the mind does that. So how do you stop worrying? Well, you got to focus your attention on something else. Just like if you want to stop thinking about the pink elephant, you have to focus on something else. Put another image in your mind. Put another thought in your mind, all right? So that's how you shift your attention shift your mind to something else. So when you catch yourself worrying, be intentional and immediately shift to something else. All right? It's kind of like, you know, you got you to practice. Practice makes perfect. So what do we shift our minds to? Just anything? If you're not careful, you could shift your mind to another thing that you're worrying about. And we obviously don't want to do that. We're trying to shift our mind to something that we're not worrying about. So if we go back to our passage Let's look at it in Philippians chapter four. It says this, right? After it says, don't worry. And it goes on to say, tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. So begin to thank God. Thank God for the good things in your life. Thank God for the answers to prayers or to blessings in your life. When you begin to thank God, it's really hard to worry you begin to thank God for all those answered prayers, for all those times that maybe you did worry and he answered them, right? Thank God. So think about, you know, think about those things and thank God. You know, you thank him for those blessings, thank him on an individual basis, you know, number them out, write them out, whatever you need to do so that you're focusing your attention on that. And then what does God say? After that, he will give us a peace. Ah. Oh. Peace is opposite of that worry, right? We want peace. We we want the peace of mind to not worry. And God says that's what he'll give us. He'll give us that peace of mind. Guys, be grateful. Shift your attention. Thank God. Worry less. I hope you benefited from this. I know it's easy to worry with all the craziness. And, you know, with the media going the way it is right now, I mean, they are pushing stress. They are pushing anxiety. They are pushing worry. I mean, you, we can't even find toilet paper, dead gummit you, you go somewhere and everybody's so worried that the end of the world's coming, you can't get toilet paper. It's ridiculous, the fear that's out there. God says, stop worrying. You know, there's not a whole lot we can do by worrying. Again, yes, we can be proactive in some things. We can take some steps to help, you know, and especially with this virus, we, you know, need to clean our hands and, you know, at the moment we need to keep our distance, you know, try to stay healthy, but don't, don't spend your time worrying. Don't spend your time thinking, oh, this is it, the end, I'm going to die or, you know, I don't know what you're thinking, but don't worry, Okay. Trust God. He's sovereign. He's in control. He's got this. He loves us. Don't forget that. Guys, hey, I love you. I'm confident in you. I believe in you. I'm here for you. So is Jesus. Don't forget that. and He is in control. Guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Again, if you are, Be sure to subscribe, share it with somebody else that you think will benefit from it. And guys, we will see you in the next podcast. Until then, peace out, guys. Love you.